0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing
1: beats it. Yes, welcome to the Sample Show. Don't forget the Host Plus Sample League is just warming up and keeping the kids entertained at the Host Plus Sample League this weekend. Nothing beats it. Get involved. Is a big game happening on Sunday as well. Of course, Red Redlegs uh, taking on the Woodville West Torrens Eagles. A big game uh, for a Legs outfit that's really, really charging and starting to do some very good things as we get closer towards finals football. The man in charge is Jade Rawlings. Twiggy, good afternoon to you, mate. Good afternoon, Hazy. Mate, uh, congratulations on the race sort of last month, I would say, of the Redlegs. You guys are definitely tracking in a good direction, off the back of a good win on the weekend. Yeah, we had a good little period.
0: We uh, were two and four at the, the state game by, and yeah, we we felt like we were playing okay, but weren't getting results, and we are able to adjust a, a couple of things in our game, and a couple of little bits of personnel have changed over that month as well, and yeah, we starting to get a bit of momentum, and the you know, first time we played Sturt this year, we we didn't get anywhere near our best, and they were too good for us in all phases, of, so it was a pretty important game for us in the weekend, and fortunately, we were able to get the game on our terms for large periods and able to get the
1: result. So right now, as well, Twiggy, mean, you guys are sitting inside the top five, and but no doubt you'd like to just sort of climb up there. and. You'd feel like your best footy is probably good enough to do some really good things. I've spoken to you before about uh, calling it a rebuilding phase, and you don't want to call it that, but you did lose so much experienced personnel. I think what you'd be really happy is that some of the young guys or the new guys that are coming through and really playing that Red Legs brand of football that you'd be happy with.
0: No, spot on, Hazy. It's interesting. The terminology, I couldn't care less for what it's really called. It's about your team trying to evolve and trying to bring people into a way of playing and also... A, a team system that is going to be able to gel and come together and we think we're getting closer to that and yeah, we've got some players who are inexperienced but we've still got quite a number of guys who've been around the system for a few years so I think they can go hand in glove with the development phase but also being able to get performances on the weekend and and compete and hopefully beat good teams. So yeah, it's been a work in progress the first half of the year and yeah, I think this is where you really start to find out who's going to be good enough. Uh, at the end of the year to be able to match it with teams that are currently sitting high up in the ladder and uh, we're no different. I'm not a massive ladder follower, which I think I've also mentioned you before, Hazy, that it's more about the narrow focus of where you're at at a given time and knowing what you're able to do quite well and keep trying to maximise that, but certainly being clear
1: with the areas that are stressful for you or have put you under pressure. Um, I think with some of your players as well, we we know what Matty Nunn's going to put up each and every week. He's just an absolute great player of the competition. I feel like Nick Rokar's going under the radar in terms of some of the credit that he probably deserves around the league. He's a hell of a player and he's doing some really good things. He's been a really consistent player for a couple of years now. I didn't know much about Rokes when I first arrived. I think he predominantly
0: played back in the year uh, prior to me arriving at Norwood, but since we've put him as permanent midfielder, he's really learned about what way we wanted to play it, and we think that that maximized his strengths, but yeah, very durable, uh, really increased his leadership capacity as well. He's a guy that the players really respond to personally, but also now professionally that he he knows what it should look like at both the training and on game day. And he's really emerged as a very important player to Norwood and yeah, quite an influential player within the competition.
1: One player that we are talking about a lot, which is probably fair enough, we used to talk about a whole heap, but then he got injured for the best part of a couple of years, is Matt Panos great to see him doing some really good things, but now that it seems like, and hopefully the body is in order, what's the ceiling? How much more footy do you reckon he's got into him? Because hopefully he sticks around for a few more seasons yet. Yeah,
0: I'm really big on individuals being able to keep looking to improve, no matter what their age is or how much footy they've played, and I think Panos has already come in. It was new for him playing under myself and our coaching group, also playing with a few of his new teammates, so there's a point to prove in a way with himself, and yeah, after the first game against Adelaide he pulled up a little bit sore and was yeah, it was too much of a risk to play against North Adelaide, which gave him an extra week to be ready for first game after the bye. So he's really and that was against Port Adelaide, then he's been to a back up six days later to play against Sturt. so he's very influential with players lift when he's in the team and uh, yeah, it's unique to have a player that's got so much presence within a group and he's got a great busy uh with the on field and also recovers his body. So you know, I don't have any cap on what I think he can do, but I know that he's quite driven and hungry to call it make-up for lost time with how much time he spent out of the game because of his severe injury.
1: Who else, maybe, that we haven't spoken about that's uh, really doing some good things behind the scenes? Who who are some of the players, Twig, that's uh, catching the coach's eye?
0: I'm pretty passionate about back-line play, Hazy, so we've been chipping away at throughout this year trying to work out the best seven that come together for us, and uh, that's been a work in progress at times through health and also through... Our form, we've just been trying to get the mix, but at the moment we've got Donnelly, Herd, Ball, and Seymour, Hamilton, Wilkins, and Morris are a seven that have just started to get a few games under their belt. And I think the improvement in Morris and Seymour being able to come from the Eagles and adapt to what we expect from him. And Donnelly coming over from Tassie and understanding how to fit in with this group. And I've been really pleased with how that group's coming together. And probably the three boys who are from Victoria, with Cotter, started to play really well over the last 5-6 or weeks uh, inside mid and Loudon's come over from Casey Demons and took a while just to get his fitness to the levels that required at this level of footy and staying to emerge and Stockdale's been just a really solid player for us, he's a high level competitor so the few guys that we're, we think we're unearthing, Lowe's been going pretty well up forward, uh, yeah from Tassie only eight, 18 year old who's uh, had exposure to senior footy in Tassie before he came over here so um, and Harry Boyd's been a major improver so yeah, any coach will be pretty proud of his players when you see improvement and see the group come together. But yeah, we think we've got a few that have, or most of our players, we think their best foot is still ahead of them.
1: Mate, absolutely. Looking forward to this game on Sunday. It could be the match of the round for me. How have you assessed the Eagles' form? Obviously, they're coming back off the back of a couple of premierships and lost a heap of personnel, but they just steep. Uh, they keep on for the whole part being pretty consistent.
0: We well, got a lot of high level, consistent competitors, Aizy, which is why they've been able to keep. Dealing with the pressure of people wanting to probably hunt them and given that they've had the success over the last couple of years and yeah, they've had a fair bit of stress after the Central's game, they probably didn't play to their full capacity and lost a few players through injury. So that was able to pro- provide opportunity to some other players and I think they were under the pump there for a while on the weekend against Westies, but they emerged with a good, solid win. So they're a team we've got the utmost respect for because we haven't been able to defeat them since my time at Norwood. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, Really challenging game when you go to the Eagles. And the way that uh, they go about the footy and the way they coach, that lends itself to a really good game.
1: You're a man who spent so much time in the AFL system. And I mean, if you want to, you probably will end back up in the AFL system. But uh, we're happy to have you in the sample for the time being. Um, A send-off rule or a card system, is that something do you think could work at uh, a uh, level as high as the sample. I know it happens in the amateurs, and there's talk about um, something potentially, I mean, it won't happen, but talk of something like that happening in the AFL off the back of Tom Stewart's hit. Could you see that working at state league level and even AFL level? I, I think it's too subjective,
0: AZ. I just think that there's a tribunal system and a match review panel in a position for a reason, and that's to critically assess incidents that happen. Uh, we've become calmness and the cool light of day rather than under pressure and the emotions of a game day. And I think any rule that gets imposed has to be worked back from what's going to stack up in a grand final. And I think if a subjective decision was to remove a player on a grand final day, then which proved in time to be wrong, then people would be uncomfortable about it. So when incidents like these occur, it's always going to bring up topics like this. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm more in the no camp. I just don't think that's what our game demands or requires as much as we, I think we're going to stamp out uncouth incidents over the years so i think that it's one that i understand why it's been raised but i personally wouldn't put my name to it
1: just in terms of some of the other rules as well which we have touched on you with you before but the, the last touch or effectively the last disposal rule when you joined the sample system did it take you any time to adjust of it and what do you think of it yeah it did it was
0: odd because uh, only because you'd never come across it before so your, mind's, your eyes go straight away ahead, looking to set up at a stoppage next to the opposition kicking the ball back in from the wing but as soon as you get used to it it's just part of what you get used to and just the way the game's played I, I don't mind it I'm, I've am i been a fan actually I, I think it should be reduced to probably more between the arcs maybe more than forward 50 and D50 but uh, there'll be some pushback if it gets <laughs> spoken about anymore at AFL level people don't like change at all so yeah. I think it's a good part of our competition, and uh, yeah, once you adjust, it's you don't even think twice about it.
1: And mate, just on Sunday as well, looking forward to the midfield battle, and obviously you would back in your own midfield because you have a very, very good midfield brigade, but someone like a Riley Knight, who's just been absolutely on fire, does he get some extra attention, do you think?
0: I think you'd be negligent if you went into a game against the Eagles and didn't discuss what Knight can do and his potential influence on a game, but then you also need to look at Sinor what he can do and you look at Jesse Lonnegan who's had good impact against us and you look at Dylan Clark and uh, there's a number of options they can really throw at you, that's why they've been so strong and uh, Sinor can be playing half-back and as soon as the challenge in the game they feels they're probably losing some ascendancy on ball, he just goes on ball and plays the same way so I think there's a couple of players through there that we didn't need to be aware of and while still trying to put your best foot forward with what you've got at your own disposal so They'll always, uh, most games, come down to the uh, ascendancy in the middle of the ground.
1: Mate, pleasure chatting with you this afternoon, and congratulations on your recent form. Whenever the red legs are up and about, Samphill is in a very, very healthy spot. Good luck on Sunday against the Eagles. Good on you, Hosey. Thanks for the chat, mate. Jade Rawlings joining us this afternoon on the Sample Show. That match is going to be an absolute cracker. The Eagles taking on Nord. Nord really, really playing some nice football, and the Eagles just, it doesn't matter who's out. They seem to find a way to be very, very competitive at the absolute best of times. This is the Sample Show. Keeping the kids entertained at the Host Plus Sample League this weekend. We'll get around it because nothing beats it. Coming up next, we're going to speak to the McGarry medalist, Bryce Gibbs of the South Adelaide Football Club. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.